Luke 7, 22. When you are expectant, you are expectant. Amen. Yeah. I, I didn't really want to, I, I mean, it wasn't part of, part of my message, but this scripture, but it fit into my message very well because I was hearing Kevodola preach in my car and he called this scripture and I said, wow, and this has always been in the Bible, but I never saw it in this way that I want to bring it out as we continue our message. The truth of Then Jesus answered him, said unto them, go your way. This is when John sent to ask him. But look at it. Go your way and tell John what things you have seen and heard. How that the blind see. You know, the solution to a blind mind, amen, is what? Thank you. Sight. So look at he brings he brings solution. He'll tell you the problem and tell you the solution. So Tell John what you have seen and heard. How the blind see. Blind men need to see. Amen. Their problem is not working. Amen. How the lame walk. Lame men, their problem is not to see. It's to walk. So the blind, they answer to the blind, they see. The lame, they answer to the lame, they walk. The letters, the answer is that they are cleansed. Glory to God. The deaf, they hear. Amen. The dead, they are what? They come to life. Now pause. Now, averagely, you expect that to the poor, they give them money. It's not the dead man hears. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The dead come back to life. The poor, you give them money. No, 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 no. And that's where we are based it. The solution to the poor is the gospel preached to them. <laughs> oh, well, I look, I just kept spinning on my bed. The solution to the poor is the gospel word preach. The gospel, the gospel preach to them. And yet people will still read this place and they will still want to twist it. No, don't twist it. It's what? The gospel. It didn't just say God's words. The gospel. The solution to a poor man is a gospel preached. Preached. I told you some, some, some time back. I think the, the power of this gospel is released in it being preached. You need to hear an anointed person. Declare it to you. And the word preach is the word declared or harad or announced. Which one do I miss again? But that is it. Say it. It's, look, it's something entirely different. When somebody with the anointing or, uh, like I've been putting it, custodians of the gospel stand and declare the gospel over you. Is the solution to poverty. Let me say that again. It is what? The solution to poverty. One more time. I'll say one more time. It is a solution to poverty. And 
That is what we have been studying. What is this gospel? Don't, don't, go, and, don't go and give your own definition amen, to the gospel. What is this gospel? What is this the gospel? What is this the truth of the gospel? What is this truth? The truth we are talking about. What is this the light we are talking about? We have seen it come out in different phrases. But I like the one Paul saying, uh, 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 Romans 1, I mean, uh, we have said it time and again. Yeah. I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation. To them that believe. It is what? The power of God. And this power of God is released. Amen. By what? It being preached to you. And I say that strongly. I, I don't want to go into that right now. Because I still want to go into another thing. But you can see like the book of Corinthians. The, the, the preaching of the cross. This preaching of the cross. It is the wisdom of God. It is the power of God. And that are the two things. Amen. You need. To succeed in this life. The wisdom of God. Wisdom, the power of God, dynamics, power that would turn things around, things that in their own natural course will not turn. Wisdom to dissolve right difficult issues. The preaching of the cross. Amen. And like I was saying, he needs to go some time back. God ordained it that we, amen, not angels, we, listen to me, not even the resurrected Christ, no, we preach the gospel. Do you ever wonder why Jesus told Saul of Tarsus? On the road of Damascus, when he had an encounter with him, Saul said, what will I do? He said, stand up and go to Jerusalem and you will be told what to do. Stand up and go to Jerusalem. There are people there who have been ordained, who has been anointed to declare it. And when they declare it in their anointing upon them, Amen. Salvation comes. But when he was walking upon the earth, right, he said, he said, the spirit of God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, of course. To preach the gospel to the poor. Tell neighbor, the answer is the preaching of the cross. Let me, let me say that again so somebody will hear me again. It's not a complex thing. <laughs> Sometimes we come to the church, forgive me, but the truth. We come to the church and the church help you, confuse you. Forgive me for saying that, but the truth. The answer is what? The preaching of the cross. 
men are saved by hearing the gospel preached to them. By hearing the gospel preached to them. Glory to God. And like we end up uh, on Tuesday last week from the book of Isaiah 45. You see, the solution is right, is this. Now that I am the righteousness of God in Christ, I have been made righteous outside my performance. I put it in my mouth. I declare it. Amen. You preach it to yourself. Let me talk to this side a little bit, amen. Tell the boy, you preach it to yourself. When you are telling yourself, I am the righteousness of God in Christ, you are doing what? You are declaring it to yourself. You are preaching. I cannot emphasize it. I don't care the addiction. I don't care the problem you find yourself. Maintain the confession. Amen. That you are what? You are righteous. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. That, that, in order that the wisdom of God is being released. Activated in your life. The power of God is being released. Activated in your life. Say it three times. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm not hearing you. Say it louder. One more time. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. You see, you don't understand. What I really need this morning, that is it. The preaching of the cross. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. (laughs) My prayer is going to open your eyes to see it. the righteousness of God in Christ. Listen, we need to learn. We need to learn to start trusting in God and not our own self-effort or performances. I'll say that again. We need to learn to start trusting in God and not our own self-effort or performances. Open your Bible the book of 2 Corinthians 1 verse 8. 8 to 10. Oh, say I'm righteous. I'm not here. Say I am righteous. I am righteous. I've already I've always borrowed this word from Ken Hagen. Say in the face of apparent defeat, you keep confessing the word of God in your life. I am righteous. For we will not we for we would not brethren have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia that we were pressed out of measure above strength in so much that we despair even of life. Bet. Thank God for bet. Look at your read that first one. Say, see, even Paul was pressed out of joy. He dispersed life. I'm sure maybe you just go and hug a, a transformer somewhere and just end it. 
Can I just pause here a little bit? I just tell you, never say, there is nothing you are passing through that is not common to man. Step down from your high horses, amen. Your problem is not a special one. There is nothing. Because to start with it, the devil cannot operate beyond the ordinary. He operates in the level of what? Common. It's common to man. But look at what Paul said. No, no, no. Let's go back. Bed. Let's always, always thank God for bed. We had the sentence. That word sentence also the word answer. And I like to use the word answer. But you know that word sentence. That, you know when the judge uh, will tell us, bring out that hammer. Right? Bam! And pronounce the sentence. So this is how it's going to be. This is the law release. This is what it's going to be. Bam! You are discharged. Right? And acquitted. Go. You know, even your file, it will be sponge. It will be taken out. It will not even be seen in your file. That you committed that crime. I'm right, but uh-huh, okay. <laughs> Watching uh, Love I didn't read the books, amen. God, I heard somebody one that said, No, no, it's not supposed that is not supposed to be seen in his file. That is that sentence. That is the answer. That would that the word there. Yeah. We have the answer of death. Where? In us. Now, I, want, I, want, I want to get that again. I want, I, want, I, want, I want you to see it. The sentence or the answer of death is where? In you. It's not, forgive me, it's not somewhere in heaven. It's in you. It's in all those issues. Uh, okay, can you give me both of them or and a journey one behind them? Can you all give me eight and nine together? So those problems they were facing pressed out of measure the solution, the sentence was in them. What they need to do is to hit the hammer. Right? I declare this is how this is how it is. And that is how it is. I have the bless of the Lord. Forget it. That is how it is. I have, bad, I have the heels of the Lord. Forget it. That is how it is. There is nothing called incurable. Now I'm going back to the vision that, that we started from. People have, Christians have problems not knowing the truth. Not walking in the truth. It's not because you didn't work hard. It's not because you didn't pray long enough or hard enough. No. You are not believing this truth. And they believe it's not a, 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 a strong mental thing you do. It's a spiritual force that comes from your spirit. It's even the gift of God. The book of Ephesians say, Your faith in the gospel is the gift of God. We have the sentence of death in ourselves. Now, this is what I'm going to that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raised 
the dead. Stop trusting yourself. Learn to trust in God. God that raised the dead. This treasure is in earthen vessel. Because this truth is in us. We are the earthen vessel. The truth is a treasure. The truth is a treasure. This explosive force is in us. It's in you. <laughs> Somebody say me, me, you, you go. Don't care how ugly you think you are. And don't care how handsome you think you are. That truth is in you. There's a treasure in you. Hey, this wisdom is in you. It doesn't matter if you did not go to school. This wisdom did not come from ABU. University. What is it? Is that university? I don't know why he's not wanted to just enter. Is that university? <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Very much. You guys just let yourself wide open. When I was in Zion, we were going to have our first program in University of Abuja. Amen. Me, I, I came to Abuja with the I came to Abuja University with the mentality of APU. When I was in APU, we were 64,000 students. Faculty of FAS, right? Had about 30 something thousand students. Ah, we did handbills, we did handbills, I did 3,000 copies. <laughs> we, we came, I was thinking it was small. Bless our darling heart, our sister Gloria has gone to be with the Lord. Gloria, Pastor Elo Palua, Ele Okebe OJ. My sister, she also gone to be with the Lord. Rachel, they were all there. And I came with handbills. I said, it's not even plenty. <laughs> Wait a minute, how many is this? I said, about Chita, I said, eh? <laughs> it go around the student, around the staff, around the academic staff, the non-academic staff, it will still remain. No, that was they told me. That was when I came then. <laughs> they just said, no, but that was they told me then. How many are there now? Okay, when you were in that school, how many were you? <laughs> you were more than 5,000. <laughs> I have covered you, amen. Let me even go to faculty of fast. <laughs> science, no, exactly. Yes, science have covered you. Anyway, anyway, that's just, just a good laugh. Amen. <laughs> Abuja, please, just, just. I'm for you. <laughs> I am for you. <laughs> Glory to God. But listen to me. This wisdom in you, you know, we say that the, the picture of the cross is the wisdom of Christ. Is the power of Christ. This wisdom in you have nothing to do with your education. <laughs> Look, let me tell you. Somebody who knew how to work this wisdom, right, and has not gone to school, right, will stand in the midst of a thousand people that have PhD, double PhD, triple PhD, and this person with this wisdom we give answer to this life that these people with their PhD will never be able to give the truth. Not pulling down academics. I went to school. But it's the truth. It's the truth. It's a, we have treasure in us. 
is the sentence of death. Hey, we have the answer of death. Death. Human beings stand, amen, confused, right, in the midst, in the face of death. All the money in the world cannot answer, give answer to death. All the education in the world cannot give answer to death. Science cannot give answer to death. When it comes, I grab a hold of you. You bow. Ecclesiastes said that both the rich and the and the poor submit to it. Both the mighty and the small submit to it. What Bible say? In uh, in us, in you, is the answer, is the sentence of death. I know some of you, somebody is saying it. It's the sentence of death in you. <laughs> the world cannot understand. You have the answer in you. But I say, wow, what is this answer? This truth we are discussing, the truth of the gospel. Treasure. So you don't you don't trust in yourself. You don't trust in your self-effort. You don't trust in your performances. You trust in the living God that raised the dead. And I keep adding that part because it's the, the God that raised the dead. It it tied in to Jesus' death. I'm gonna get there very soon. It ties into it. We have this treasure in 18 verse 1. Glory to God. Again, I want to say, right? I want to say, I want to say strongly. Learn to trust God and not yourself. That's why then you are feeling in the game of life. Learn to trust God and not yourself. However, many are failing in their academics in their, well I call academics but I want to say finances but in their academics, in their finances how about they are failing in their homes years ago some couples came, a couple came to my house and they came to my house around that around that 10 10, 30, 11 the very very ungodly time man. and when they knock on the door, I was going to When they knock on the, on the gate, the security man opened the door, knock on the door, I came out. I was still around then, just came, greeted, and went back. And even when we saw their faces, and then you saw their faces, right? Flames of fire. Papa, <laughs> I just greeted and went back to bed. In that kind of, you are the pastor. <laughs> I didn't sign it for that, you are the pastor. So Sarah and I started talking, you know, all the talk I talk. And, and the, the man was the man was not happy. The, the lady was not happy. The lady would talk anyhow. The man would talk anyhow. And the man would talk any, the, man, the lady would talk. The lady was doing more of the talking actually. The lady would talk anyhow. I said, Don't say that. You, you say sorry, sir. You apologize to me. You are going to say sorry, sir. She even need I say, sorry, sir. But you continue talking. <laughs> she was angry. 
And she will, I said, you, you can't talk. I said, not even in my presence. You can, I said, you can't talk to your husband like that. Then, to be saying the way you are saying, the things you are saying in my presence. He said, sorry, man, sorry, sir. Keep on swallowing. Pow! You all start again. Then the man made a statement that got me thinking. And that was the solution. He said, Rev, don't worry, I know how to handle her. I said, hey, that is a problem. You are trusting in your abilities. He said, no, I know what to do. I said, no, you don't. And I didn't know I just pick up that. I said, that is a problem. You, you feel you know what to do. You know how to punish her. You know how to put her in her place. And he, she on the side, she feels she knows what to do. I said, all of you are trusting yourself. I say it to escalate. Then, I believe the, the word of word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Because a lot of times, when someone just happening for me, you know, I don't know what to do. Do you know I'm actually blank? Because I said, I thought you have scriptures. There are a million scriptures. Which one are you going to put? Which one are you going to put? As all these people know the scriptures very well. You want to start to help you completely tell you from different translation, tell you the references that everybody. I'm serious. So, by, by, now you see, you trust in God, not yourself. Now, I was teaching them to trust in God, but also me, that I'm supposed to be counseling them. I was trusting God. I was trusting God. And the later they're talking, he went up again, went up tangent, and they're talking again. And I believe a word of, word of wisdom. I just, that's all I can say. I've seen it happen, and not I've seen it happen that TV. Yeah, they were, they were casting people. It's just a word of knowledge, word of wisdom. And I just spoke out. I said, Madam, those ladies advising you, the moment you step out of this house, they'll take your place. You see, it was like a scale fell off from her face. I mean, it hit her like a bullet. I know. She just say, what did you say? I said, the ladies are advising you. The moment you step out of your house, they will take your place faster than you think. And after I made that statement, two hours, she kept quiet. And tears were just coming down, I checked like that. I know she was pained. I know she was hurting. No things were happening that were not supposed to be happening. But that's why tears were coming down her face like that. By the time they were living, they were, they were, they were together. The husband just kept thanking me. Say, I should be coming here more often. <laughs> Disturbing my sleep. <laughs> Stop trusting in yourself. And trust in the living God. Can I tell one more thing? Can I say one more thing? Stop trusting in those things, all your friends. Amen. Your girlfriends and your boyfriends and your your senior, your junior, they are telling you. They are all the wisdom of men. They are never expecting well. Tell me, man. You, they will dig a hole for you. Amen. You will fall into it. Amen. You say, oh, oh. They will be the first to run. I'm going to get your tombstone. I come and put it. Have you not heard the story of the the, 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 the prophet 
that came to town. Who lied to him? The older prophet. Who buried him? The older prophet. Those people give you advice. They put your tombstone. Turn this They put your tombstone there. You say your husband is not good enough for you. Step out, you see. That person will be good enough for them. But you say it's not good enough for you. You say, yes, that was you, but I didn't say it wasn't good enough for me. I know what I forgot about that. I've been pastoring for a very short time. Amen. I know I did not preach love the film of Jah this year. Forgive me for that evil, amen. Say amen now. If you like, don't forgive me. God will not forgive your own sins. Why did you preach it? It should be around. Now let's open the Bible the book of Galatians 1. Galatians 1 verse 4. Again, I'll pull your ear. I warn you. Learn to trust in the living God. And stop trusting in your own performances. The sentence, the answer of death, treasure is in this 18th verse you're looking at me. Amen. It's in you. The book of Ephesians said that unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. There is power working within us. There is power working within us. Glory to God. Again, we continue, amen. We are digging into the truth of the gospel. Let's talk about and see what is it again. Who gave himself for our sins? Say amen to that. You cannot just go, you cannot just go aside from that. Who gave himself for what? Our sins. That he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and of our Father. This is the will of what is the will of God? What is the will of God. What is the will of God? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank God I borrowed time today, man. Let's go to the book of Hebrews. Let me let me pull it out, right? What is the will of God? I want scriptures to to answer it. I think we're going to Hebrews ten. According to they. Can you see that word they? The will of God. The will of God. This truth of the gospel. What is the will of God? Uh, Hebrews 10. It's just a good read. So let's start from verse 1. Though we are going to verse 5. So verse 1 to 5 is. Uh, 1 to 4 is what? bonus. For the Lord having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices they offer year by year continually make the comma there unto perfect. Talking about the law. The sacrifice of the law continually. Those sacrifices cannot it cannot make the comma perfect. 
When we go back to Galatia, go back, going back to Galatia, you will see. The keeping of the law, by the keeping of the law, you can never be right with God. By your own performances, you can never be right with God. For then, would they not have ceased to be offered? Because that the worshiper once purged, should have not, should have had no more conscience of sin. Now, sometimes it's good to look at it in the reverse. It doesn't want you to have what? The consciousness of sin. The consciousness of sin means that you should have what? The consciousness of what? Righteousness. You may not understand though, that this thing, I'm not good enough for this thing. That I'm not good enough for this thing. Lingering in your head Entering into your heart is the reason why those things seem not to be manifesting. That, that, uh, uh, it may be because when Joe spoke that day, I just eyed him. And Joe did not even see the eye. But God see the eye now. Hey, is that eye, no? That lingering thought. Or the consciousness of sin, but the consciousness of sin, or the consciousness of sin. You see, someone say, What should be the lingering thought? Because I'm jumping the gun, because of the sacrifice of the blood of Jesus Christ, I am qualified. If, if no one is qualified, I am. You know, you know that answer, there are some of our messages, right? They produce this conscience of sin. Oh well, you see, you know, God, God is very, very mindful, right, about what happened to to the book to Solomon. After God gave Solomon a lot of money, Solomon followed uh, this body, followed his wives to serve other God. So, God has learned from his mistake. <laughs> if he give you too much money, Amen. You will just go after sin. <laughs> All I'm asking is just enough. Enough just to be able to feed myself and my family. You are a very selfish person. Uh-oh. God did not prepare that. You just you only think about you, your wife, and your unborn baby. And it ends there. No. Think about Tunde. Say amen. amen. Think about Emmanuel. Amen. amen. Think about Mike. Amen. amen. Think about Wale. Think about Rachel. Amen. Oh oh. Think about Campbellton. Not that they have to be begging to pay your dues. Say amen. I know I'm No. You are, you are a generous person. That conscience of sin, God doesn't like it. That I'm not good enough. That's what I'm saying. I want to break it down. That it doesn't like conscience of sin or the consciousness of sin. It looks like a big word. I'm not good enough. I am not qualified. 
the giving thanks unto the Father who had qualified us. You see, your performances did not qualify you. The sacrifice of the blood of Jesus Christ qualified you. Say, I'm qualified. I'm qualified. You know, some of you need to just go to some places, amen. And don't look at us and say, I'm qualified to stay here. Am I still talking? Stop being, stop feeling guilty. So you feel, you feel guilty for spending money. That's what I'm talking about. Consciousness of sin. You are feeling guilty. You are still two years, two years, two years. Maybe I should not have bought that thing two years ago. I went to that hotel. That you know, the food they gave me, everything was forty-five thousand naira. Forty-five, forty-five, forty-five thousand naira. And how many of the food did we stay in my stomach? I poop everything out. I'm up, I left the have a running stomach. After two years. Say amen. That consciousness is the consciousness of sin. And you have that because people that people under the law they had this because the law was based on performances. So this teaches me that when you when you have this consciousness of sin, your life is still based on your performances. That's what you are thinking about. You know you are thinking about. You know you are thinking about. You are thinking about. You are thinking about. How can I? How can I? How can I? How can I give fifty thousand naira? When my salary is just forty-five, you see, you are looking at your performances. Are you still with me? But if you are looking at the sacrifice of Jesus. Fifty thousand naira will be nothing. Talk to another. Say, say amen. Now he's talking to you. Add that part. He's talking to you. What is the will of God? This is what brought us here. But in this, in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sin every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats and they should take away sin. Pardon me. It was not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. Wherefore, wherefore, that wherefore there is therefore. When he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifice an offering thou wouldest not, but a body that hath prepared me in both offerings and sacrifices for sin that had no pleasure. Then say I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. Above, when he said, sacrifice and offering, and both offerings, and offering for sin, thou wouldest not, neither had pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then he said, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away 
the first that he may establish the second the first what the first covenant the law was taken away that he may establish the second by the which we we are satisfied this okay james by this will this will of god by this will we are satisfied through the offering of the body of jesus christ once for all through the offering of the body of jesus christ you know i just read i've not even explained what is the will of god the will of god the will of god is jesus using his body as an offering to forever take away sins that is the will of god Take me back to the book of Galatians. That is the will of God. I don't know what the will of God is. That is the will of God. What about the will of God for my life? That is the will of God for your life. Your sanctification by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ. I am talking about the specific will of God. That is the specific will of God for your life. Don't go spiritual, go spooky. That is the specific will of God for your life. Your sanctification, your sin forever being dealt with by the sacrifice of the body of Christ. And if this will is not founded in you, you are going nowhere. Turn to your neighbor again and say, I am righteous. By the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And this is the blessing. I'm dropping the gun, but let me say that. And this is the blessing. This is the will of God. But I, I am asking that, everyone, I'm asking that, what is the will of God concerning my life partner? And I'm asking you, the will of God concerning your life partner. Like Joe is posing beside his own right now, amen? Is that by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ, you are sanctified. If you cannot say that, you will not be able to see your own Rachel. Somebody getting me? If you cannot say that, you will not be able to see your own Rachel. Or you will not be able to see your own aunt. Glory to God. (laughs) Do you know that? I don't know why we enjoy to complicate things in the body of Christ. It was never like this. But we have made we have made things so complex in the complex world. You know the world gets complex every day. So we too want to want to 
feel, feel among, we want to belong. So we get ourselves also much more complex. The church has never been a complex place. The church has always been about Christ and Him crucified. Now we have brought too many things in the church so that we can feel relevant, relevant in life. Amen. And the book of Corinthians, the Holy Ghost through Paul say, for this reason, many are weak and they are sickly and they are falling asleep. For the reason that they have not learned to discern the Lord's body. They have not learned to discern the Lord's body. Tell them what is preaching well. Excuse me, man. Say amen, man. He gave himself, he gave himself for our sins. So you see, that is the will of God. Him giving himself for our will, for our sins. This is the will of God. John the Baptist said, Behold, look, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. And I always ask, Was Jesus successful? Then our sins has been taken away. Don't you never say, My sins and yours also has been taken away. <laughs> Come on, give a lot a shout. I'm getting there. Look, you must you must see yourself cleansed. Amen. You must see your fellow brother cleansed. If you don't, you are not working the truth of the gospel. Let's get there. Let's get there. Now, thank you, uh, anybody behind there. Let's go to chapter 2. For time, let us go to chapter 2. Galatians 2, from verse 5. Let me open here. It's, it's enjoyable for me to read there, amen. Okay, I'll start from verse 1. Then 14 years after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me also and went by went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to them which were of reputation, least by any means I should run or have run in vain. This is accountability. Because if you read later on, Paul said, that, Look, God revealed this truth to him. And time has passed, 14 years plus has passed. But he went to meet with them, Peter and them, James, the pillars, to communicate this truth with them, to say, Look, this is what the Lord showed me. I hope I'm not running in vain. None of your revelation is of private interpretation. Anything that you feel that God has shown you right, amen, is in line with scriptures. And there are people of reputation, amen, that you can submit them to. Say amen. amen. There are people of reputation you can submit them to. And you should submit to. 
There are some things the Lord will tell me. I'll tell people first. People of reputation, I say, "This is what the Lord is showing me." Because what are the Lord or what are the person says, God of God. I'm not supposed to be angry. If you are angry because the person says, God of God, then you are proud. As some people, you feel that it's only them and their circle that they are co- that are correct. They are a court. But say amen. You can't say amen. Say, oh me, if you are part of that. It's not just you and your circle is correct. And Elijah was trying to back to God. Say, look, 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 look. Nobody. Everybody are about to back. I am the only one. God said, oh, shut up. I have 7,000 people. He couldn't believe it. Eh? I have 7,000 people. So people feel that they are the only one that know the message of grace. I'm still preaching now. And they cannot even spell the G of grace. Because even in their attitude, they are wrong. You say you know grace and you are not gracious in your attitude. Uh uh-uh. uh. You be gracious in your attitude. You say you know grace and you are insulting people, both above, both in your level, both below you. Thank you for the amen. Oh. But Paul did something else, which is worth thinking about. He went to submit. He went to submit. But did that Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. Now you know why he was not talking to man. He wasn't compelled to be circumcised. And asked to keep the law. Now this is very important, verse 4. And that because of false brethren, unaware brought in, who came in privately or privately to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into what? Bondage. Anything that brings into, one into bondage is contrary to the truth of the gospel. The truth of the gospel is liberty. And yes, why we say false brethren will come in. It's a brethren. Brethren. Yes, brethren. Not unbelievers. They will come in to spy out. Tear up. Performances and what? And self-effort that will bring people into bondage. Anything that tie you into bondage is anti the gospel. I need to understand something, right? You need to understand that. Listen, it's not just somebody coming and saying, "You must keep the law." You know, it's not just that. I know that one of the major ones, but it's not just that. When when people are coming in and they are beginning to elevate. Your self-effort, your performances, over above what Christ has done for you. You know what they are doing? They are bringing you to bondage. 
Because suddenly, you are beginning to think, if I can do more of this, if I can do more of this, then this will happen. Then you are beginning to think again, oh, why this has not happened for me? It's because I have not done more of this. Your eyes is being taken away from the sacrifice of the cross. be taken away from the sacrifice of the cross. Hey, brother, sister, you are being brought into bondage. About 40 minutes. I'm trusting God I'll get there to I'll get there today. That's what they did to what to Paul and brought him into bondage. And a lot of times when they just change that up even in, even you in your performances you are, you are, you are knowing that uh, you know that it, it's not because no, it's not, but let me just do it. Let me just please people. Everything now become about pleasing people. Everything now is become about getting the approval of men. And you don't need to seek the approval of God. God look at Christ and mark you correct. He didn't look at anything you did to mark you correct. It was not what you did. So, how I would like to try to get his approval right now by what I am doing. When he accepted me to the beloved, I'll say what I did. He accepted me, I'll say what I did. God didn't look at me and say, come because you did well. No, 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 no. He said, come because Christ died for you. And that is what he's looking at. And that's what you should be looking at. We have had this say time and again here and in many places. When, when the Old Testament, uh, the, the Old Covenant, when they go before the priest, they bring the lamb. The high priest or the priest in charge will come. He will not examine the person. He does not examine the worshiper. What he examines is the lamb. Is the lamb. And make sure the lamp is what is appropriate. It's a suitable, qualified sacrifice. And if the lamp is what accepted, the worshiper is accepted. But you see, we have it in reverse today. Amen. We come with our lamb, Christ Himself. And we are not looking at him. We are looking at the worshiper. He laughed too much. He danced too much in God's presence. He danced unbeliever dance. Which one is even unbeliever dance? He wore unbeliever clothes. His face, he, he paid his, he, her face is painted too much. Amen. The, the, the guy is too much. He is too plain. He laughed too much. He doesn't laugh. He has a demon. That's how human being is. That's what Jesus said. Eh? He said, I pipe you didn't dance. I mourn you didn't cry. You, you, are, you, you are never, you are always not correct. Then you, you are trying to get their approval. So if they say you paint too much, you reduce the paint. If they, if they are plain, you add the paint. You are too flashy. You go old school. Now you kill Jesus, you go flashy. Is somebody see with me? 
of doctrine. The cunning craftiness of man or men who lie in wait to deceive. The book of Ephesians says. They lie in wait to deceive. They are cunning craftiness to allow those wind to blow you. But people don't even know where they stand. They don't know where they stand. Somebody will come today and say, announce one. Everybody shouting, hey, it's true, it's true. Somebody will come and announce the opposite. People are shouting. I was invited for a program one time in Macaulay. And I went for the program. And uh, I went a couple of Muriel was with me. Everybody was with me. And we came and this, this, this white man came and said he was preaching first. I'm going to preach second. Okay. The white man came and he was looking nice. He was looking white. And he started calling people's name. People started calling people like Kenegan's name. Very Kenegan's book. Then they called him um, about Leadon's name. So I felt comfortable. And I said, okay, yeah, these are my people. Hey, they're my... They're my. Let's, let's go together. I mean, preach, I'll continue. I started, I might. You just say, you see, you see, I decided to say, in Nigeria, when, when you start with, when you start a message like that, it's, I begin to be irritated. You are not even in Nigeria. You say, in Nigeria, you guys seem to like the gospel of prosperity so much. And that's how it started. Oh boy. I started hacking. I said, no, this guy doesn't listen to Kenahagan. Don't listen to Kenahagan. No, 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 no. I was beginning to answer from my seat. And I didn't want to be a distraction. So I stood up and went out. So I stood by my car. I was just praying in tongues not to keep myself from getting angry. Because I could still hear what you were saying. So, when I came outside to beat me, he said, what's the problem? I said, what this guy is saying, it irritated me to heaven and back. He said, even him. I said, and I said, I didn't work. I said, this is not fair. Because there are people that came from the villages. I mean, you know, they brought yam as offering. And then I said, look at these people there. Right? Some of them will die because they don't have the money to buy malaria parasite drugs. But you see him, where he's coming from? Right? All his medical distance is free. Because he was coming from the UK. Everything is free. Academic school is free. Everything. I say it's not fair. But besides those people were shouting, yeah, yeah, amen, amen. When he finished preaching, I entered the hall. I sat down. Praying to us. He called me up to preach. That, that, this is the irony of the whole thing. This is why I'm telling you the story. I came up and I started preaching about Isaiah 53. Right? What Christ has done for us. And I entered talking about prosperity. They say people shouting, yeah, yeah. They shouting, yeah, yeah, again. So I'm wondering, which camp are you? Do you know, I actually thought I was going to have difficulty in preaching. But it, no, 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 no. I just said that I did. Yeah. The crowd were for me. But the crowd were for him also. What are you grounded in? 
are you grounded in? If you are grounded in the truth, someone will not come tomorrow and tell that uh, if you jog from here to Kapanshan, the money will come and you will jog. Oh, let, let me let me tell you one, one popular one. Somebody will now come and put something on Facebook and say, if you like it, in seven days, you will get seven million naira or something like that. And many of you are there liking it and liking it. I put it amen, amen. From that they go and put Papa Jeboe's picture. Because you just see his picture say, hey, amen, amen. I'm preaching well. What are you standing in? What are you standing in? What are you standing in? Please give me Galatians, um, Romans, amen. Romans 5 again, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace. Wherein we do what? We stand. What are you standing in? What are you standing in? You read Romans 5 now, you shout, Yeah, I'm standing in grace. Somebody come and say, You know, I'm standing. No, I'm standing in grace. So, bet. If I type 15, amen, I'll get 15 miracles before the end of the year. In this ambassador. And we are so tickled. We just, people just say it. Yes, I know that sometimes the prophetic anointing uh, can move and give some specific instruction. Like go deep in Jonah seven times. Go watch the pool of Siloam. Things like that can happen. Yes. But you see, there, there was no dipping in Jordan seven times as a ministry. Only Neman. One time. Jesus even said there were many lepers in Israel then. Nobody went to dip in Jordan seven times and got healed. Back to Galatians, please. Thank you. Back to Galatians. To whom we gave place by subjection. Let me see. Glory to God. Are you still there? Say amen now. No, no, I'm still in verse 4. And that because false brethren unaware, but in the spirit and liberty. Okay, anything now bring us. Okay, alright. Five. To whom we gave place by subjection. No, not for an hour. That the truth of the gospel might continue with you. Paul said that we did not give them room in our midst. You cannot put your look. If you open your ears and give room to some of those teachings and those instructions, taking you from grace onto bondage, it will hinder you. And he says, said that we do not give room to them in our midst. No. Why? That the truth of the gospel might continue in you. It is imperative that you continue in the truth of the gospel. It's imperative to continue in the truth of the gospel. Yes, you believe you are saved, but you have to continue in it. You have to keep it in memory. 1 Corinthians 15. You have to keep it in memory. You have to continue in it. Not that you, you, are, you, are, you are 
as I've said that you are, yeah, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Yeah, I believe I am the healed. Then tomorrow somebody come and say something else. You you dive into that one. You are not continuing it. You know what you are doing? You are you are going. You are being like me when I was young. When I planted that bean seed, right? After my teacher said we should go and plant it, and few days later, few hours later, I'm going to dig it out to look at it. Is it growing? Is it not growing? Is it growing? This is not the work. Ah, you pour more time to it. You, no, don't leave it in the soil. Leave it there. You leave that truth of the gospel in your heart. And be watering it. Don't go and dig it out. Then tomorrow you pour salt inside because maybe you will pour salt to make it grow very well. You go and pour salt. And somebody said, it's how if you can dance, you can be dancing around, you dance for one hour. The beans will grow faster. So you'll be dancing. Say amen now. You dance for the I will dance for five hours. The truth of gospel need to continue. You say amen. Are you still with me? <laughs> amen. <laughs> Look at give, give me a uh, continuation there. Give me um, Acts 13, verse 43. Now, when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jew and the religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to do what? To continue in the grace of God. They persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. You need to continue in it. And I'm speaking, amen. And I'm persuading you. If you know the truth of the gospel, you are on the right track. Continue in it. You may be hard pressed on every side. The answer of death is in you. Continue in it. Don't tell me we say continue in it. Continue in it. Continue in it. Don't run after fables. Don't don't run after doctrines. Another doctrine. I didn't read that, read that one today. Maybe next time we'll read it. If anyone that preach any other gospel, I want to let it be cost twice. <laughs> and that's the only place Paul said that today. Let it be cost what? Twice. They know that gospel from this. Acts 14 22. They are never right? Don't be cost twice. So. <laughs> but I, I can never be cost. Go and get down that gospel and start preaching it. You'll be cost twice. <laughs> I didn't write the Bible now. It's the same Bible that you are using to confess that you can never be cost. It's the same Bible that says that. If somebody else bring on that gospel to you, let it be cost twice. Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in their faith. 
exhorting them to continue the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. We must, must, must through much. Help my English. What is much? Much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Much. But the answer is you continuing in the faith. Continuing in the faith. One more scripture. Go back. Amen. About 20 minutes. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 and 14. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men. Be strong. Be strong. Let all your things be done with charity. Stand fast. Stand fast. Stand fast. Stand fast in the faith. Then they will stand fast in the faith. Stand in grace. Stand fast in grace. Don't be moving away from grace. Somebody come up tomorrow now and say, No, 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 no. You are going to enter into this. Amen. Eh? By, you are going to have to give, give God. You know, <laughs> when we're in Zara, there we should, we should hear from people who go and stay inside the well. And fast and pray for days. And it sounds very spiritual. Then they will tell you stories. Stories of how Papa Adeboye went and went to one mountain. Only with Gary. There's not too many stories in Zaria, actually. Say, only with Gary. Gary and water. I was there for days. And we have this mountain then. That was opposite my house. In Giare then. We'll climb the mountain now. I know there are a lot of people on that mountain praying. But white garment. Red garment. Some is you know now. Purple garment. I'm serious. Sometimes we night to be hearing drums throughout the whole night. Man, people, people can do things. Oh. People can do everything. They believe the gospel. For solution. I mean, they will beat drum all through the night. But you know that we used to go to that mountain to pray. Oh. But you know what we do? We'll buy Kose. A good spiritual experience. We'll buy Kose. We'll climb up. Buy po, big Kose. We'll go and I'm about to come the woman be so happy. we we'll empty our Kose. God, they know now. We'll climb the mountain. We'll go and stay there. We'll pray. We'll sing. We'll eat. We'll pray. We'll sing. We'll eat. <laughs> Feast of fat things. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> 
I don't want it to come out in a very funny way. It's coming out very funny. But you know what it is amazing about people? They can do anything they believe the word of God. They can do anything they believe the gospel. To say that you are declared righteous outside of people. I say, no, no, be careful. I remember the first time I was talking to my sister about righteousness. And I was trying to explain to her about righteousness. And I said, um, do you know what? Rachel, God is not any more righteous than me. My father was sitting down all this while. He's dropping. I didn't know. I didn't know he was going to see to us. The man I said, hey, God is not any more righteous than me. He said, I don't know, be careful. <laughs> I'm sure you were just scared. That day. Don't black say, God, come and strike you dead now. Say, I don't know, be careful. My father is an intelligent man. And so, and I said, Baba, let's, I said, look, let's, let's, look. Let me tell you something. I said, if I say that, your wealth is now my wealth. Are you richer than me? He said, no. I said, thank you, sir. And I'll show you in the Bible. The Bible says that God is now my righteousness. I said, it's not any more righteous than me. You know, some people cannot even see that they are still afraid. <laughs> let's try, let's see. Tell your neighbor, God is not any more righteous than me. Whether or not you go, one light, will strike you. <laughs> Amen. Oh, you have to be bold. Amen. You have to be bold. You have to be God. You have to be God. I am righteous. Say Amen. Please take me back to the book of Galatians. Let's see how far we can go. We'll make progress, though it's not as much as I wanted it to be. But to God be the glory. The great things he has done. The truth of the gospel needs to continue. Even if I just stop there, I know. I know it's one thing so strong in my heart. You need to continue in it. You're not just hearing it. I know, okay. Occasionally hearing it, you need to continue in it. You need to be rooted and grounded in it. But of these whom seem to be somewhat, whatever they are, it makes no matter to me. I think we need to jump. Um, let's jump to 11. But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. Wow. No, no, no. Paul have audacity. Peter. The first Pentecostal Pope. <laughs> he said he withstood him to the face. Please give me new eh, NIV, right? What I like. Uh-huh. You know it. New Living Translation. That's what they call it. He said, I withstood him to the face because he's to be blamed. This, I'm, I'm happy I came here. Right? Let's leave it down. He said, When Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to the face for what he did was very wrong. Wow. What did Peter, what did he do that was very wrong? Let's watch. Go ahead. 12. Quickly now. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentiles believers. 
the Gentiles believers who were not circumcised, who were not circumcised, but afterward, when some friends of James came, you know, James was the papa. Papa. James was the Nehemiah of their time. <laughs> you know, we have a papa in this church. It's not me. It's not me. Ah, far be it. Look at him there. Papa. <laughs> and he has a pill. Victor is his PA. And I want to say, why am I the one paying his PA? <laughs> Victor declares, I am Papa's PA. So, <laughs> Papa. Papa James. James was, James was the, the pastor. Make no mistake about it. Peter was not a pastor of the church in Jerusalem. James was the pastor. <laughs> he was the head nigger in charge. No, he wasn't a nigger. <laughs> the head Jew in charge. <laughs> eh? And like I told you, I will stick and get it today. I don't know. God will help us. Amen. I wish I can show you that. Like I told you, that when they, when they got born again, they were still keeping the law. They held to the law. They were born again. They held to the law. So, remember the first time Peter went and God revealed, and that's why God, I believe that's why God through Paul spoke to Peter that way. I know some people say that it was still wrong, Paul speaking that way, but it, it did, and it came out in scriptures. Peter was hungry in Acts ten. We are not going to open. Trust me, go home and read it. Peter was hungry. He asked sisters to cook for him. He went to the upper room. So while they were preparing the food, he put it on Giawan. I mean, Giawan entered there too. And probably, right, God now orchestrated. Maybe there was no oil or there was no maggi or there was no salt. They have to go and buy. So the food prolonged. And while Peter was entering gear four, I was going to cross control gear five and everything. Peter entered into the spirit. And in the spirit, Peter saw a sheet came down from heaven with all creepy things on it. That according to the law, I must add this because I'm just being fast. According to the law, a Jew should not touch it or eat it. So the voice say, a voice say, in a vision, rise Peter, kill and eat. Peter is so obedient to the law. Years after he got born again, he said, no Lord, nothing common or clean has entered his mouth. Then the vision, God answered him, what I have cleansed, don't call it common. What I have cleansed, don't call it common. That is very important. It happened three times. Even the second time, even after God said, I have cleansed it, Peter still stays not eating. <laughs> no, the third time, Peter still stays not eating. Can I tell you something? Can I lay before you that day? Peter was the most Libra among the twelve disciples. When they come to keeping of the law, he was the most Libra. Somebody said, how do you know? I'll tell you how I know. When they said Jesus was risen from the dead, they told them, Peter and John ran to the tomb John was younger than Peter and faster. So John ran and came to the tomb. The law says that 
a Jew should not touch a dead body. So when John came to the grave, he refused to enter inside. Look at the liberal one among them. Peter. He came. He brought John aside and entered into the grave, breaking the law. I submit to you, he was the most liberal among them, the twelve of them. That is why God spoke to him. Because the ministry of ministry to the, to, to the Gentiles was not given to Paul. It was given to, I mean, it was not given to Peter. It was given to Paul years later. I remember in this Galatia we are reading, right? Peter said that uh, the gospel, preaching the gospel to the circumcision or people who are circumcised was given to Peter. But preaching to those who are uncircumcised, the Gentiles, was given to him. The grace to preach to the, to the, uh, the Jew was given to Peter. The grace to preach to the Gentiles, the heathen, was given to Paul. So note, the grace to preach to the Gentiles was not given to Peter. But God spoke to him to go and preach to the Gentiles. Side note, God will tell you to do something. Right? For that now, it doesn't mean that he's saying you as a minister to go and do it. Let him have ears to hear. Let him do what? And just because a door is open, doesn't mean that you have a ministry there. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Just because a door is open, doesn't mean you should enter. Was it? Yeah, yeah. A door was open for Paul. Right? He wanted to go. The Holy Ghost said, don't go. And that door was open. He wanted to go. The Holy Ghost said, don't go. Uh-uh. The guy was changed in the middle there. Lay down and slept. In their dream, Macedonia was calling him. Come and preach to us. He woke up and said, eh we, like, we could not enter here. We could not enter here. Let's go there. Are you still with me? So, Peter, Peter entered. Peter, Peter didn't have it. He, he was Libra. I believe that God chose him. Peter, <laughs> God trust Peter eh, that he will break the law. So, he said, when he was thinking about the vision, there is the same Peter that three times in the vision said nothing of clear and entered his mouth. Who are you? Who are you kidding? You enter a grave. You think we are forgotten? Huh? You know what I'm saying? The guy said, the, the guy is mad that they have not broken the law. You enter a, a, a grave. You're not supposed to enter that place. Why he was taking on the vision? God said, there are some men looking for you. Don't argue with them. Follow them. So the vision was God talking about the Gentiles. Now this is the most fascinating part of this message to me. And many of you have heard me preach this one. It's the most interesting to me. Do you know in Acts 10, when God was talking to Peter and saying that what I have cleansed, at that time, Pastor Joe, no Gentile was saved. 
No Gentile was saved. All the people who were saved at that time were Jews. No Gentiles were saved. Yet, God said that they are cleansed. <laughs> but I want to think about that a little bit. None at that time was there. Cornelius was the first non-Jew that got born again. And God was saying, What I have cleansed. Come on, God. When did you clean them? When did you clean us? In the resurrection of Jesus Christ. One Corinthians. Five, Second Corinthians 5, verse 19. It was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring. Look at the word. The word unto himself. Not imputed or counted against men. They are trespasses by canceling them. God was personally present in Christ. Hello, sir. On that cross, God was present in Christ, reconciling you to himself. So Peter went and preached there. You know what happened. But do you know what? When Peter went and preached there, and Peter came back, they had a general council meeting on Peter's head. Both of elders met. Peter come here. We heard that you went to Gentiles to eat with them and sleep with them? Hell! Your righteousness has been taken away from you. <laughs> Truly. And he narrated the story to them. And said that while he was talking, the Holy Ghost came upon them. And he recorded, if God can give these guys the Holy Ghost, like he gave the Holy Ghost unto them, why would he hinder him from baptizing them? Now, keep that in mind. When Peter now went to Antioch and he was eating with Christians who are non-Jew, and people from James came strolling in. The when they came in, Peter refused to eat. The division was so much, Barnabas was taken away from it. That is what Paul said. What Peter did was very wrong. Now, I want to get the implication. What was the implication of what Peter did by refusing to eat with the Gentiles? He was saying that they are what? Common. They were common. They are unclean. And the Jews were not allowed to mingle unclean people. In his action, he was declaring that those God had cleansed were unclean. And Paul said it clearly that he was not walking in accordance to the truth of the gospel. Please something for me. I want to get that phrase. Um, and when Peter was come to Antioch, I was still in the face because he was to be blamed. Before the setting came, from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. Fearing them, fear, fear, 
We don't have time to talk about that today. And other Jews also dissembled likewise with him, in so much that Barnabas was also carried away with their dissimulation. But when I saw that they walk not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel. So, first, to walk in the truth of the gospel means to be upright. That is what it means to be upright. Then listen, secondly, Paul said that they were not walking in accordance to the truth of the gospel by, by refusing to recognize in their action that the Gentiles Christians were cleansed. They were not walking the truth of the gospel. Now let me put it this way. Summary. When you don't see yourself righteous and cleansed, you are not walking the truth of the gospel. And you are not walking uprightly. Secondly, when you don't see your brother and your fellow sister righteous and cleansed, you are also not walking in the truth of the gospel. So, what is the moral of all my stories? Amen. It's very simple. The moral is it. See yourself righteous. And see others righteous also. Uh oh. I know the first one can be okay. Amen. Though you can still fight for people to get it, but it's still okay. People can quickly accept that. Okay. I'll try to start seeing myself righteous. But to see Pastor today righteous. Sir, there are certain things he has to do that will prove to me that he is now righteous. And if you do that, Bible says that you are acting very wrongly. For this reason, I keep saying that scripture. For this reason, for this reason, not designing the Lord's body. The word designing there is to see, not to see the Lord's body, not to see the church, not to see your fellow brother the way God has made them. For this reason, many are weak, many are sickly. And many are falling asleep. Okay. No quote is just language. Many are what? Weak. Many are sick. And many have died. For not discerning the Lord's body. You, you, look. Let me put this way. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it wrongly. There are grave consequences. Not discerning the Lord's body. Not seeing the body of Christ. The bride of Jesus. The way God sees her. Grave consequences. I like the way he... Uh, New living, please stay with the, the new living translation of time. He said that they acted very wrongly. Give me this 14 in that. Uh, but when I saw that they were not following the truth of the gospel's message, I said to Peter, one of all others, since you, a Jewish law, and are living like a Gentile, why are you now trying to make these Gentiles follow the Jewish tradition? 
Continue. Continue quickly. You and I are Jew by birth, not sinners like the Gentiles. 16. Yet, we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. A person is made right by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law. For no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. No one. Give me the next verse. Thank you. But suppose we speak to God uh, we seek to be made right with God through faith in Christ and then we are found guilty because we have abandoned the law. Would that mean Christ has led us into sin? Absolutely not. So, abandoning the law or rejecting the law doesn't mean God, God has led you into sin. Absolutely not. Rather, I am a sinner. If I rebuild the old system of law, I already tore down. Box here. I like the way King James put it. Give me the King James. Give me the King James 18. For if I rebuild again the things which I destroy, I make myself a transgressor. Let me put it this way. Anyone that is going back, rebuilding the teaching of righteousness by keeping the law, your performance, or by performance, is a sinner. If it is a transgressor. Oh, nobody can say amen again. I know some of you are struggling with sleep, amen. I got to bring this message to the end. I am not a transgressor. It has been torn down. Don't go and build it up. If you are building it up, you are a sinner. That is who is a sinner is. And some of you are looking at me as you have never seen it before. But it's in your Bible. Tell anybody it's in your Bible. Smile now. Tell anybody smile now. I'll let you go now. But today is Tuesday. I only have one week service now and then. So, 19. For I, through the law, am dead to the law. That I might live unto God. Give me from the New Living Translation again. This one. 19. Almost done. But when I try to keep the law, it condemns me. So I die to the law. I stop trying to meet all its requirements so that I might live for God. Oh, thank you for saying that to them. When you try to keep the law, no, go back first. Go back first. I'm almost done. When you try to keep the law, it condemns you. It will condemn you. Oh, you need to pray for four, four hours. After you pray for four hours, you now feel like it's not enough. I'm talking now. So you create to eight hours. The first time you hit eight hours, eh, you have that sense of what? Satisfaction. Two days later, the eight hours is no more enough. It's always been condemnation. When prayer is doing you like that, you are walking under the law. I've got against praying long. I spent time praying long. Right? But it's not out of condemnation. And, and 
I will not feel at the oh, because I have not hit that eight hours. God will not answer the prayer. That is what a lie. It condemns you. So what do you do? So I die to the Lord. What is dying? Separate. So I separate myself from all. And that is how they go they serve God. I stop trying to meet all its requirements. So that's what it means. I separate myself. I stop trying. Tell your neighbor, stop trying. Oh, oh, oh. So that I may live unto God. Oh, stop trying. Stop trying. I met a boy one time, according who I was passing by their room. Eh? I have to stop. I felt they were fighting. When I was ah, 1987. Well, I said, what is happening? He said, no, no, no. The guy was crying. The guy said, Pastor, help me. Help me. Please. Tell them. I said, what is happening? They said, no. He had told us we should not allow him to smoke again. Is there any time they say they always break it? So this time around, they are proposed to keep the promise. At this time, you know what he was asking? They say, let them just give him just one, one drag. You know this guy that there, you, you know, he break him. One drag. He, you know, he was shaking. I mean, a young boy between his 20, he was crying. So I say, when I walk in now, give me the cigar to smoke. I'm they look at me and say, Pastor. I say, give him. You know what I gave him? He was, he was shaking. He was, uh, 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 thank you. Thank you. I mean, crying. I say, stop trying. I just smoke as much as you want to smoke. This evening, come for prayer cell. And we're having prayer set in the basketball court in SBS Makoti then. He came. Right? His father is an elder. Father is God to build the Lord. An elder in the in a non church. He came. I got it born again again. I know if I like the elder, but I wasn't sure. I got it born again again. God infilled the Holy Ghost. I just barely rose them, they will sing. Father God come upon me. I don't, don't barely touch him. I say in the name of Jesus Christ. As I was saying that the power God hit him, he fell down. He stood up. I say, you will never desire to smoke again. I mean, that was 88, 87. I saw him one time in the wedding here, about 20 something years later. Anytime I say the first picture I asked, I say, Do you still smoke? He said, Ah no. I never did. See, from that day, I never tested cigar. Never. My, he won't ping me. He's in Lagos right now. He pinged me about some few days ago. I was trying to invite him for camp with him. And I still asked him, oh, you have children now. I said, do you still smoke? He said, no, no, no. Ah. He said, why do you keep asking me? I said, I want to ask you. Stop trying. Oh, someone is right here. <laughs> Everybody that say people are going to be doing anything they want to do is a lie. Tell them, stop trying. Are you still talking with you? I'm going to hear your voice louder. So that you might live for God. Verse 20. 
where to have not finished yet. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Okay, back to King James. Back to King James. Back to King James. Thank you. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Now look at this. Uh, uh, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. I like that word flesh. The life which I now live in the flesh. I live how? By the faith of the Son of God. The faith. I am no longer living in this flesh by keeping the law. I am living in this flesh by the faith of the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. Now, this is what puts your life on the productive road. If you are living your life by your performances and your self-effort and the keeping of the law, you will fail. I am crucified with Christ. I am crucified with Christ. Record yourself dead indeed to Christ. I am crucified with Christ. Separated from sin. Separated from the law. I have been divorced from the law. I am dead to the Lord. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth or lives in me. The life I now live, my prosperity life, my health life, my financial, my, my home, amen, my ministry is by the faith of the Son of God. Do you know, sir, your home is not by your performance. It's not how good you are a, hus- a husband that matters. It's the faith of Christ that matters. 21. Let's end, we'll end this chapter. Just two more verses. 21. No more time to say more. I do not frustrate the grace of God. I got to come here. I do not frustrate the grace of God. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness this has to do with righteousness. If righteousness come by the law or by the keeping of the law, then Christ is dead in vain. And this is where I get my greatest or my most popular favorite definition of grace. That I am being declared righteous outside my performance. That is grace. You see, if righteousness was to come by the law, they say frustrating the grace of God. So this is what frustrates the grace of God. If you are thinking righteousness is by the law, then Christ's death is in vain. Death is in vain. So meaning, the death of Christ, his burial and resurrection has everything to do with my righteousness. And that is grace. That is grace. So my life, thank you. So my life now is sustained by my believing that I am being declared righteous by what Christ did. I'll say that again. My life is sustained by my believing that I have been made righteous by what Christ has done. 
I'll say it again. My life is sustained by me believing that I am made righteous by what Christ has done. My life is sustained. My life is sustained. Let's turn to our faith. I want to shout three times. Go and sit down, amen. So you'll take over. Shout three times. I am righteous. I am righteous. I am righteous. Yeah, the my life is sustained by the righteousness of God in me.